Okay, we're so going live now. Actually, um, I was at Melvin. Riding we're going a bicycle. live, FYI. What? Can you hear me? We can yeah, hear me live. we're going to go live. Because okay. we've just been sitting here <laughs> talking amongst ourselves. So, we are now live. Oh, and we've been recording, so I'll have to check that when I go to put it up. Awesome. So, what's up? Yeah. We're here, number, uh, podcast number 70 with Amy Hood. And uh, she now. She now is a badass monster <laughs> truck driver. Um, this episode is brought to you by Canvas MX. You can get 10% off FMX East 10, if you put that in, and Stroker Industries. You get the trigger for your gas can. We need to get you one of those. Oh, what is it? It's a um, push, it's a self-venting, like, push-button nozzle for your uh, race jug. So that way you can just flip the jug right over. Put it in the back of the truck when it's heated up, sitting there all day. Huh? So it doesn't, like, expand in the back of your truck when it's sitting in there all day. Well, I mean, it would, maybe it wouldn't. I think they would, I don't think they do that. But it's more so, like, so that you don't have to try and put the hose in and stuff as you're putting it down. Like, you can just flip it over and then push the button. And then shut off, wait for it to empty out of the tube. Oh, okay, so you don't have to, like... The, I try know what you mean. I thought yeah, you try to put the tube in and bend it. And yeah, that's sweet. Technology. Yeah, we'll hook you up with one of those. I need one of those, and I need um, a stand for short people that you can kick up and doesn't slide your bike off. And when you're tired and two feet tall, <laughs> actually get it up there. The, the Matrix, I love, their, I love their stuff. I love their brand. But they build... You know, stands for boys who have muscles and can, like, roll their stuff up there. And, you know, this is 2018. Chicks ride dirt bikes, and we can't put it up there. Don't they have those mechanical ones now? Yeah, but those, like, they fall down, and they're, they're super heavy. Like, we need a lightweight, like, plastic one, like, Matrix. Um, and even for, like, a little Danger Ranger truck, they started building one that had... Um, you know, where you can walk it up and step up and push it in. Like, yeah. that doesn't work. You need a full like, back of your truck, a wide one for little girls. It's a, it's a pain in the butt. For and little I'm, girls. Forever. So, if I have an issue with it, you know, people who just start start out will have an issue with it. So Listen, I, my truck is just my as... My truck is just a stock Ram 2500, but it is too tall for me to get the damn bike in there. I want to get a new truck because my danger ranger is hard enough. If I'm if I'm on like a cement um, street and not nothing with a little elevation, like I can't do it. I have to call my neighbor to come over and like help me give a little push up there. But you don't you don't ride it up? Uh, not on gravel because I have like a little um, like a metal stand and my driveway's gravel. I've tried a couple times and you can do it. Just. Go for it. Just tape it as long as you do it. That way, it's I think she has. I think I've seen yeah. video. How to load your bike in the back of your truck for girls, for beginners. I should video me because I like push it up there and then I hold it and then I like crawl up the back of the tailgate with it on the truck and then. As long as you're on grass, you can drive it up or like dirt or something. But I live in the city. I'm a city kid. I gotta call my neighbor or wait for her to go. Like I actually. <laughs> when my neighbor gets home to load my bike. A city, a Canadian city kid, Nick. 
Can you imagine what that's like? Difficult. I can't pull it off. I like being in front of the city. I used to do movies and bikinis Wednesdays down residential and like just hashtag the fun neighbor. Like either you have like a good neighbor and a bad neighbor. Like my uh, my one neighbor had a little kid and they're like a young couple and they would love to come over and like, check out my shop and the little kid would sit on the dirt bike. And my other neighbor was like like a complete hippie and all about the environment and so would get so mad when I start my bike up and um, whenever I'm working in the shop I like to blast music. And we would have music wars and he would blast jazz music all the time. All the time. He would you could see him rolling his windows out to blast jazz. He'd put his radio right in the windowsill and blast like a trombone all the time. The hippie played jazz? Oh yeah. Loves it. It's <laughs> good uh music battle music. Was he always doing yoga? You cannot compete with the hippie neighbor. Was he doing yoga? Oh, no, I've never seen him do yoga, but he... Yeah, I don't want to talk about my neighbor, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always end up with, like, a good or bad neighbor, and, like, if you're a city kid with, like, anything motorized, it's, it's hit and miss, and I have a giant, a giant shop, we call it the Babe Cave, and, like, you can't miss it, and they, they know what you do, and, like, I, I work on my bikes all the time, and Hates it. A she shed, if you will? No, no. The babe cake. <laughs> All right, we'll give it to you. Um, so what's going on here with... Uh... This thing is bigger than like most guys' garage. I'm just, I don't even have a garage, so I'm just I'm just talking shit. It's fine. <laughs> uh-uh, we'll change it. So it's the babe cake. <laughs> All right, that's I what I said. Fun. We'll give it to you. You got it. It's now a babe, babe cave. All right. All right, we all agree. We're all in agreements now. No matter. Okay, I will give it to you guys. I do need a man to, like, organize it. Like, I can organize what? the house. That doesn't make any sense. I have no organization. Uh, I don't know any guys that organize shit. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> well, my shops are pretty organized. If you guys have no, like, common sense for, like, kitchen utensils or, like, living room placements, when it comes to the garage, you apparently know how to organize, like... I, Super offended all of a sudden. What? Yeah. Oh, my, my tongs, my spatulas, I got it all laid out. Christy comes in and mixes it all up. Really? Yeah. Because she doesn't believe that's how it goes. I don't give a shit. Well, and I am a woman who likes to cook, and I love my kitchen. Like, the kitchen should be set up my way if I'm the one I'm spending the time yeah, in. Hell yeah. Like, I'm time in the shop and in my man cave, but. I got a factory dad. My dad loves to do oil changes. He loves to work on my bikes. I mean, I want a man who knows how to work on my bikes, so I don't have to. I will ride them. (laughs) The tables have changed here. So if you're the one spending the time in the garage, you can work on it. You can set it up all you want. I'll put all the cool toys in it, and then you can work them. As long as there's food when I'm... Listen, as long as when I'm done changing the oil, there's food, I'm totally fucking game for that. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, you just gotta put it out on the table. Like, I love to cook. I hate to organize the garage. Que cosa pa? But it's different, you know, some chicks like, don't like to cook and they like to take the... I mean, the other role. But, dude, I need a manly man. I need. I don't like to work on my stuff. Like, I need a man to 
put gas in my truck in the winter and change the oil on my dirt bike. And that's been like a, a standard. Yeah. I need someone like my dad. That's, good. that's normal. You know, my mom and me, it's just us girls and, you know, my mom pays the bills and my dad works on everything and is like the man of the house. I'm like old fashioned that way. That's, I think it works smoother that way. Yes. I only like cooking some of the time because I get like a control freak deal. Good. But otherwise... We need that. We like also a guy to take control. Like, I like to cook majority of the time, but if I say, what do you want to make? Take the lead. We don't want it anymore. You're having eggs, then. You guys are so complicated. That's a joke. Yeah. If I got to cook... No, not really. Like... <laughs> I know a lot of chicks who are super complicated, but I just like lay it out there. Because I am like type A. Like I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And, you know, for a personality like me, unless you lay it out there, then like, you know, you are a puzzle to put together for dudes. Like, I don't need any of that. You guys, I'm turning 30 soon. Like, I, I need that. Oh, gross. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, please. Please but just say so, what. Yeah, gotta like really just you know know who you are and let people in your life like know what you're about and your personality and like the things you like and don't like and if you know you set me for me or you're you know you're either with me or in my way kind of thing yeah but what you said about saying laying it out there that's better because like you said nobody's guessing or at least we're not guessing right we're stupid we're guys in that sense you know what I mean like well, I mean, sometimes even when you lay it out there, you know, people, because some women and men are a little crazy and you, you don't. What? A little. <laughs> I feel like sometimes when you do lay it out there, they don't like pick up what you're putting down. They got Yeah. God. Who knows? That'll like, that, what's your name? This is sounding. <laughs> that'll happen too. Listen. Okay, well, like, to, to turn this into, like, something that's meaningful and back, um, you know, I've always struggled with being, like, very eccentric, always out there, very, uh, you know, it's not wanting to be the center of attention, but when I get excited, like, I love entertaining. I'm, I'm a big personality, and it's hard for people. And when I grew up, I understood that, like, not a lot of people, not everybody can, uh, like, open that or understand that with, you know, understanding and acceptance and you can try to tone it down, but then you realize you're not really being true to yourself. So my, you know, goal in life is to always figure out where this personality and like where are all these things that really I am, where do I fit? And, you know, the moto industry, it was awesome for a while. It was cool. It also always be a moto chick, but it's a little bit like high school. You know, there's a pecking order. You got to be a certain way sometimes. And a lot of girls can't deal with me. And I understand that. It sucks. You know, that's on you. But I get it. A Monster Jam has been this amazing platform that is an entertainment industry. I can be, you know, the bigger and bolder personality that you are. Like, these kids and parents, like, gravitate towards that. And I've, like, really found my niche. And I'm so stoked on that well that's what they want though that's what they wanted for a long time that's what they tried to build with us with the freestyle um when we just had a freestyle tour they were trying to get everybody nicknames and stuff like that and uh 
it didn't really work. Everybody kind of pushed back on that, but you're you're perfect for what they're trying to do. Like you said, you have a big personality. You put a lot of content out. Like you're the perfect you're a perfect person for them. You're a an attractive girl that can drive well. Well, the attractive part is where you know. This is where like, it gets. It unfortunately is no matter how you slice it affects the situation. Absolutely. I mean, looks can get you a long way, but it's also how you handle your looks. Like, absolutely. I am pretty. I'm pretty self-conscious. I've gone through. I've told you guys before this, but I uh, <clears throat> my teeth. I knocked like a little uh, front part in the back side of my front teeth. Very noticeable dark mark. I went from being like I was always like self-confidence. I I'm very blessed. You know, you got it from my mama, whatever. I work out. I work out to feel good about myself. I, I was always very confident. I deal with, like, acne and whatever, like, weight fluctuations, the typical stuff. But as soon as I had to deal with that, being in the public eye, it just ruined and destroyed my self-confidence where it would take me hours to get ready. I hated taking photos. Like, it was – it's crazy how something so – people don't even notice, but you do because you're, you're human, you know, you're, you're judged by first impressions a lot of times and especially in this, this type of industry. So I had to suck my, you know, suck it up for myself to be able to like, in this type of industry and in my position, I'm very fortunate because you can have an impact. You are an influencer and can impact people's lives. And I've really learned this through the last couple of years and doing what I've been doing that it is not about you. There's very few people who have a role that can help other people. You like people listen to what you're saying. People value your words. And that is insane to even think that you can get to a place like that. And I don't ever want to take it for granted. I want to be able to use that in the best way possible. So it's about being real. It's about portraying yourself in the most realist way and, you know, exposing your insecurities, posting stuff about, you know, being weird and wild and just super honest where, you know, the thing about like Monster Jam and being a cute little girl, it's, I think people gravitate towards it because I can be me and not be judged and people are like, you're so crazy and like, you don't feel like it's weird, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of weird to talk about this. I've actually never really verbally talked about it, but I'm like very grateful. And I like, I, I just want people to know that I am this little girl from Winnipeg who has the same insecurities. I feel pretty one day. I feel beautiful one day. And then the next day I feel like you look like a troll under a bridge. It is real life. <laughs> yes. But Pete, like it's not, you know, people have these really distorted ideals of, like celebrities and you know um of everyone well, that's not them it's not but <laughs> hey if, if you like i mean i like a little bit of photoshop here and there and like airbrush and stuff but you know, <laughs> yeah, but you have to be honest about it i mean and you here's have the thing yeah but here's the thing is everybody likes to say that they have it the worst right no, no matter no matter I, exactly. I'm not trying to compete for the worst life or the worst this or the worst that, you know, but that's how everybody 
kind of portrays it, is that my life is so hard. Yeah, kind of portrayed as the best. And that's well, the thing that I see a lot of, I get a lot of people tell me like, oh my gosh, you're like, and it was only until a couple weeks ago, and like, don't take this the wrong way. It was only a couple weeks ago that someone called me a celebrity. And I didn't know how to feel about that. And it was really weird. It hit me a weird way. But I was like, okay, cool. If maybe someone's saying this, like, what does it mean? How do I want to accept it? And how do I want to respond to it? And then I was like, okay, if someone's going to call me that, then I better make sure that I do this in a right way where I can have longevity with this because that's very, um, honoring platform to have. I'm very, very grateful that someone would ever call me that in a million years. Like, you know, it's, I clawed and kicked my way to ever make anything over yourself. And I am still feeling that I have a lot more to go. I can be better. I can be more honest. Maybe I can, you know, impact more people or whatever. Like, it's just, you have to, it's not about who has, who has it the best and who has it the worst. Because everyone is going to have something better than you. Everyone is going to have accomplished well, more. But you're a motivated happy. person. You're a motivated person saying that. I mean, I think that you need to see it from, like, you don't realize dealing with quote-unquote normal people that they're always like, oh, but I have to get up at this time or I have to do this. Like, they always are talking about the worst how their situation is so bad. Yeah, well, I have to get up at 4 o'clock for 5 a.m. media, but exactly. I love you it. Suck it. Here's my point. That's my yeah, point. You I, suck I, it up and do it. Yeah, but that's, like, how I'm trying to, like, shape um, whatever, like, what I do on social media or someone messages me, and even, like, with this conversation right now, there is always someone who has nothing. There is, like... Go watch documentaries. Go research like stuff about the world. People don't have um, real life perspective of what's going on and how fortunate we are. And you know, visiting the children's hospitals and you know, Monster Jam opening these doors to do a lot of like philanthropy and uh, work in the community has made me so grateful and appreciative of everything that I have and try to educate people that you are lucky if you are waking up in the morning. You got good health. You got a family. If you're talking to one of your friends, you have more than so many people. Count your blessings. It is all perspective. You can choose to wake up happy or you can choose to wake up miserable. Like, it bothers me that, you know, and that's where it comes from, like, bullying and girls being mean or guys, whatever. Uh, negativity and, like, pessimists. You are, you're all, you're all fortunate, man. Like, in fact, that we have a computer and are doing this stuff. The fact that people are going to watch this video and have YouTube, like, get out of yourself. The world is a much bigger place than our own bubble. And yeah, don't get me so deep on that. Like, I don't even know where I'm going. That's not cool. You just keep clicking and going deeper and deeper. It's, I think uh, all those people need to do mushrooms. That's just a personal thought. No hot yoga. Documentaries, like. I watched this one documentary about, um, and like I will reference this till the day I die. Um, a woman from Africa was talking about her experience and wanting to be free and get out of wherever she was. And there was a river, and on both rivers, on both sides of the river that she had across, um, there was like, you know, 
people there waiting to sexually abuse them and torture and all this craziness that we can't even fathom being here in North America. Then this woman spoke positively and optimistic about her new life after crossing the river and dealing with it on both sides, knowing what she had to go through. She still went through it and is still like this positive, optimistic person on the other end. What do we have to, pardon my French, but biatch about? Literally nothing. So I try to deal with all my crap that's thrown my way in my life is it is very minuscule for what everybody else might have to do. So, no. I agree. I'm just yeah. saying that, yeah, most people don't, a lot of people, this is how I look at it too. And people that are down about everything, it irritate the shit out of me. I'm like, dude, it's not that bad. And you hang out with comics. A lot of people get mad at them, you know? They're like, oh, what a, what a biatch. Like, they're, you know, what a hater. They call them haters. <clears throat> but actually, like, you, you get to this point where you're like, I feel bad for you. And I actually want to be nicer to you because it means that they are unhappy with themselves and their lives. And I just wish I could educate them. Like, the second that you, like, feel happy about that girl doing some booty pose in her athletic wear looking good, you know, if you can accept everybody and just like get over yourself and the negativity, like your life will become better. Yeah. You know, it's, but once you know that, you know that people that haven't grasped that yet. Like I was angry when I was young. I grew up in New Jersey. Of course I was angry. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a total jerk. That's what everybody, what? everybody that's not from here automatically was like, you're such you're an asshole. Watching. And I'm like, I haven't even said anything <laughs> mean. What were you angry about? Probably all those things. Like, you know, this wasn't working <laughs> out and that wasn't happening for me and this and that. You know, I think even by the time that probably I met Nick, I'd already started my team and already was trying to like doing stuff that I wanted to do. But I think before that, when I was younger, you know, I was frustrated that it wasn't actually mean. I made that part up, but uh, everybody told me I was mean, especially down South, you know, they're like, Oh, well that's cause down South. It's like, they're more like here, if you were an asshole to me, then my friends were an asshole. Like we were all assholes. Yeah. So it was just, that was, was yeah. Down South, would just get mad. mad. Talk shit to them all weekend. So for me, my, I don't know, what, whatever my deal was, I'm very fortunate to think this way. I don't think I did for a while, um, but I realized like it's literally, it's only me. That stuff fueled my fire. Seeing other people's success and seeing what they had, because I would do it at the gym like sometimes, or I'd do it at like racing motocross. And if that person did that jump, like I can do it. If this little kid on a 65 is hitting the, the finish line tabletop, I have <laughs> You know, I always knew that, that um, we are all able, like, there's no one person, like, you're not born with ability to be great. Everybody has the same, you know, starts with the same stuff. Like, it's just how you think about it. Like, it's how you handle and deal with the negativity or your opportunities or, you know, life. Um how you choose to act and react. And I saw other people's success later in life as like, okay, like if I felt a little bit of jealousy, it was because apparently I needed to accomplish that or they go and get it. Cause I don't want to live my life with regret. I don't want 
to say, oh, what if I did that? Or I never tried as hard as I could because I'm not the best at stuff. I'm never, I was never the fastest and I'm never the, like, I'm not the best monster truck driver. So I will just try harder, you know, like that's what it is. Don't get mad if you're not the best and just go try harder. Because right. then you will accomplish at the end of the day. Yeah. No, people don't like to do that. I see comics all the time. They'll tell a joke and it won't work and they go, you guys suck. And it's like, yeah. you obviously didn't tell the joke right. Like, you know what I mean? You can't blame the crowd. <laughs> I don't even know if I could like, you know, more sports where you like, you're crossing this industry where you're constantly being judged. Like that must take a lot of, oh man, thick skin. What are you talking about, comedy? Yeah. Because I don't take everything to heart, man. It's like someone doesn't like something I say and make a weird comment. I'm like, you know, like, I couldn't, I don't think I could ever handle that. I like, I, I actually now have gotten to a point where it gets awkward on stage and there's a silence. Sometimes I just sit in it and I'll just yeah. wait it out. And I actually like it now. It makes me like feel warm inside and I laugh about it. But I, I mean, here's the, what? Uh huh. Like, a, a silence, like, how does that come? Like, you tell Sometimes a you joke. tell something and it just doesn't fucking work. And everybody just stares at you. And I'll just wait it out. <laughs> In the awkwardness. Dude, I do. And I'm, it's like, uh, you, you gotta, what was I talking about before? Uh, sorry, I'm terrible with words. This is something I'm, I'm trying to be better on. I need a walking thesaurus. Um, Annie! Do comedy. You'll learn uh, to remember words a lot. That girl and... Oh, gosh. Like, this is going to make me look terrible. I've had a few questions in my life. Uh, like, when you acknowledge, like, what you do. Like, if you, uh, like... Hey, help me out. We're, we're talking about that post. A boat? A boat? A boot? A boat that... When you, uh, you know, acknowledge, like, your own mess up. Tell us all about it. Nope. Oh. What a hoser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are we live? Yeah. Don't all right, let's we'll pass through that right now. Um, you got, like, I think oh. the coolest thing is when people, like, know that they sucked at something and then just, like, riff off of it. And that's, like, being a comic... Like, I could never do that because I feel like, like, I get backed into a corner, you know, like, I I wouldn't know how to respond. Like, it takes a certain type of person to be able to do what you do. Most people don't heckle you. Most of the time, there's not hecklers. It's just you. Like, here's my thing. And then one of the first bits I ever wrote was that, uh, like, everybody says, aren't you? People I've known for a long time, they say, aren't you scared? to talk in front of all those people. And I'm like, you do realize I jumped to motorcycles for a living. Like, that's that's scary. You know, consequences of telling bad jokes is nobody laughs and I sweat profusely in front of strangers. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Do you feel like you are, I actually had this conversation with my friend earlier too. How much easier is it to be yourself in front of, thousands of strangers than to go and do something with somebody who might know you and might have like this preconceived, you know, 
Yeah. I used to freeze up. And then you feel so, like, because no one's judging you. They don't know you. They don't, like, know who you should be or how funny you should be or nothing. Like, you're just, you can wing it. And they will, it could be you. And if you bomb, it's like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. Well, it's the presentation of the whole show, too. You automatically seem like a bigger deal on the Monster Jam floor to them, you know? And that's actually where I got comfortable on mics to do this, even, because I'd always get interviewed at all those... They weren't Monster Jam ones. I uh, did another series that's, like, smaller than that that Nick did with me, but... I was a back flipper, so I always ended up getting interviewed, so... Huh? What series did you? Look at this, water. Hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Look at my water. Sponsored by vitamin water. Yeah, it's Or right. whatever. It's like Winnipeg tap water. It's, it's like chlorine. Double the fluoride. I've been oh, adding... so much fluoride. It's terrible. I've been adding yeah. uh, vitamins to my water. Vitamins. Vitamin T. Can't really see that. Yeah, luckily, like, Clint was the flipper, so when they came out with the mic, I never had to talk. That was the best part. Was it so? Yeah. Huh? What age myself right now? What series was this? this? Probably X Games. Let's just say X Games. <laughs> Let's say, Not yeah, X- early 2000 X Games. No, this was, this was that. Did you guys ever come to, uh, uh, Calgary and go to the Roadhouse. No. Calgary X Games, 2011, my first year. I went. Oh, we were gonna do that one, but we couldn't make it across the border because we were too fucking cool. I so. ended up getting hurt trying double flips that year, so I just didn't yeah. go. I, 2007. I had so many felonies, they wouldn't let me in. Yeah, so. I was right. I would have been second one oh, to do double no, flips. I just drank <laughs> on the border the whole time, so everybody got back. We're totally lying to you. We no, neither one of us went to X Games. We no, we're talking about fighters right now. <laughs> oh, X fighters! We never did that shit either. In Calgary, but <laughs> it was so drunk he doesn't remember not going. I don't even remember not being in Calgary. Okay, but all weirdness aside, what what series <laughs> is this? Like you said, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Someone to see if I like do. Uh, no, oh, no, this Tom is Master Truck. Series? Yeah, this is the toughest monster. No, it was um, Monster Nation, Monster Truck like series. Okay. It's just a smaller. It's not old. <laughs> no, this they, that series still Monster Nation is still around, and the other people that worked on that have a new series called Toughest Monster Truck Tour. But they're okay. basically the same. They're I would say production wise, they're the best series. Aside from Feld. Yeah, we're amazing. It's such a well-oiled machine. Like, it's so... I, I love my tour. I could have asked for, like, a better, like, group of misfits. Oh, you're coming to Newark. What? What's that? You're coming to Newark. Is that the Central Tour? Uh, I don't know. I looked at your schedule and it said Newark. Okay, also, I mean, I don't know my American geography goes well, so... Okay, uh, well, that's in New Jersey, and that's right by me and where I work. Well, it's not by... It's 45 minutes from here, but it's right near where I work. Well, I'm trying to stay together, so I won't judge you for it. You won't judge me for my state? No. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hey, Newark. Thursday, that's the thing is, I don't really like 
Listen, could fly over it, they would. Listen, yeah. I don't like New Jersey either, to be honest. But New Jersey, but, but Newark and where I live are nothing alike. You know, that's the thing. You can like drive from one end of the state to the to other, and it's like you're going through multiple countries in one. Like I just, I can't remember like my all my tours in the last couple of years have just blended. I get. I, I can say I do love Pennsylvania. I love what? it. There. Yes, and I love Chicago. I love it. I love Rockford. That's Nick's. Rosemont. What's up? Are you coming to Chicago? Yeah, I've already, I just had five shows in Chicago. Rosemont. Rosemont, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, we coming back. Doing, we six shows. I'm coming no, back. No, it was only 45 minutes away. I'll be coming back there and like, I, I love Chicago. Like, it's one of my favorite cities. There's so I'm much beautiful. I love it. I hey. love to have where Jessup has a zombie record. Nick has mm-hmm. two kids you need to make zombie fans. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that one already is from last time. No, he yeah. didn't like the zombie truck, did he? I know. Guess what? They will be a zombie fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I'm good at <laughs> They were looking for the zombie today, and then he's like, I really did throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> like, I heard last time it kind of was disheartening, but I'm okay with it now. You're going to fight that. Really like... See, for the last, like, the last couple shows that I won. Um... <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's actually talk about that, because we haven't. Let's talk about that, because we haven't. So the, the, full, the uh, fourth quarter tour here you've been on, you've won... <laughs> At least the last four. Is that all your... Sh- have you won every uh, uh, stop? Two years. Well, I don't... Yeah. Well, my first year... Man, it's already like my second year now. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm on two right now. So, my first year, it took me until like up, like the end of summer. I had a summer show to win. Like, it was my last show. Um, like, central... Like, uh, first quarter is hard. Triple threat is hard. It is so... Physically and mentally tough. There's eight hardcore athletes, and we are just rough and toughing it out. And I mean, this year alone, I guess it's gonna be it's gonna be gnarly. Um, do, you want, do you want me to ride your quad? It's, like, it's so crazy. Like I struggled with racing. I'm a motor person. I you have to like almost turn your brain off of what you've learned all these years on your bike and relearn something a completely different way. And maybe like get out the nerves. I don't know. I you know my ADD. I'm ch- checking out like. Cool little zombie kids in the crowd. It, it's, <laughs> where I was really maybe enjoying the moment. I, I don't really know. But I put my head down because I hated sucking. I couldn't believe that I could never make it past the first round of racing. And um, this last couple shows, I've had these fall shows. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be on a hard triple threat tour. Um, I got Cody Saucier, who drives Monster Energy, going to be on my tour. Brandon Vincent. Um, uh, and these guys are so good at uh, two wheel skills markless. Um, and the thing is, if you're not on par with all of them, you have no opportunity to win. So I'm like, okay, I don't come here to be the zombie girl and put on a show, which is always how it's been. So I've, you know, and again, I can, I can honestly say this. I probably the show that I won for the first time was because I get up on the roof of my truck. I do the zombie arms and the thriller dance. The crowd loves it. Um, I'm like a showman, right? Like, sometimes they don't remember who wins, but they remember something cool that you do. I go to cartwheels, I do dance cam. The crowd loves you, they'll give you a great score. 
that's what I'm good at, and I know that. So I work that when I can't. If I if I suck at a category, okay. Um, but you know that makes up for a lot of things because a lot of people don't have that um, connection with the fans like the zombie truck does. You know, you got the zombie arms. You can get the crowd engaged. You can be a personality, and I'm very fortunate because it's only my truck that can do that. They couldn't work a deal with The Walking Dead? I mean, come on, Phil. No, no, no. But (laughs) first of all, we get to guys, I've been so happy because I legitimately won. It wasn't because of the zombie arms. I won racing. I won donuts, won freestyle. My biggest, like, monkey off my back was doing racing. Like, Brandon's awesome. Mark List is awesome. These guys are so good at the racing. I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't. You know, stick to stick it to these guys, and I've, I'm a motocrosser. It get pissed off. It's the first, it's the first um, uh, category, and so it sets the tone. When you suck at the first one, you like carry that with you, you know, and you get frustrated. So um, it's a really like mentally, like it it plays with your uh, like. Um, what's it called? Like your mental fitness. Like you have to be like mentally prepared going into this. If you are an athlete who likes to win, which I do, and you got to learn how to uh, deal with the highs and lows. Like it's fan judged. Um, you know, Grave Digger is that iconic truck. You are going to suck. You are going to have mechanical issues a lot of times. It is out of your control. And it took me two years to be able to not get worked up and be able to handle the emotions that come with this. Cause I want to win everything. But you, you That's can't. awesome. I love that. Yeah, but you can't. And no, you can't. But here's the thing: as long as, like you said, you can manage your emotions when you don't win, right? Yeah. You still want that. You want to feel bad about it, so that's like a driving factor. You just don't want it to negatively impact you. So as long yes. as you can deal There's, with, as long you as don't you, want to have a terrible show because, like, oh. You, you, you overshot the corner and like this, this weekend I got so mad at myself because I I'm a perfectionist I'm a motocross racer if you suck at something you go practice it until you're good yeah. this is not like this it's very different a lot of factors have to go right well you how much practice do you get in the trucks at this point you've already done your like summer um you go this to- is practice right now these shows are practice because these are not for points you know um I mean you get three weeks or three days to go to Monster Jam University and go and. Uh, but that's what I mean. Other than that, you don't get like an actual. You just have to do it in shows, and some, and you only get to drive the truck on the weekend, right? So you do that. Uh, you make that mistake, and then you got a a person like you or I, maybe not so much Nick because he's not that driven. But would be, <laughs> would be, that would eat at you all week until you get to do it again, right? Yeah, so then this is where it's changed for me, where I'm like, oh my god, I can't do it. You get one shot. You have two wheel skills. It's a lot show. If you want to do that trick to be on par with everybody else, you don't think about it. You go and do it. You go look at the seat, like, and this comes again from that, like, if that chick, if, you know, that 65 rider who's nine years old hucked that tabletop, you better do it. You're almost 30. That's where this mentality of, like, don't second guess yourself. Never doubt your abilities. You know, 
tighten your ponytail, put on some, you know, lipstick and handle it. Get it done. That's, that's the only thing. Hold my Tuck my ponytail, put on some lipstick. We do this, Nick. That's yeah, why. We all get the same amount of training time. We all have the same amount, the same machines. It's not like dirt bikes where some people have a training facility, some people have factory bikes. It is like just suck it up and get it done. You know, you gotta have that mentality. It's like, yeah, I got this. Listen, what Grave Digger's kid, Grave Digger's yeah. kid is driving monster trucks at home. What's that? Grave no? Digger's yeah. kid, Menenga. <laughs> He's or is his nephew. He's driving monster trucks at home. Well, uh, well, the Max D, the Max D family, uh, or who have the training facility, but Monster Jam, you know, that is the training facility for new athletes. Like these machines cost a lot of money to run, uh, a lot of money in breakage. When you go to test and practice, uh, you're breaking everything that costs a lot of money. Um, so, you know, we and have understood this because some of the people who are way better than me. And there have been at MJU. They probably like looked up more videos because they cared about winning more than I did in my first year. Like now it's like you do what it takes. What are they doing? You know, you you make them a benchmark and see what they're what they have done to get to where they are, and then you just do it. That's what you want. Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of cool because it's like if you think like that, you can do anything. And that's the message with whether that's monster trucks, whether it's your job, whatever you are doing in your life. Like, if you want something, just do it. It is, it's simple. It really is. Figure out what other people who have accomplished have done, and then you go and do that. And maybe you do it better. Maybe you do it the same or at your own ability and just handle it. Like, or it's a little just, bit different. What's that? I find a little bit different is the best uh, path because... You know, oh, yeah. do it the same as people before you. Not necessarily even better, but different. Maybe better in some senses. But if you do exactly like somebody before you, you'll only get like a step or two below them because it's already been done. Yeah, but you always have to set realistic um, expectations or a realistic, a realistic path for people who may not have that type of confidence that maybe I have or you have. You know, it's like, you start at this. There, I mean, there's three options. You can say, because it, it's very simple for people then if you say, this person's done it, you can follow what they've, what they've done. You know, like, you don't have to be extra. Or, if you're like me, and be like, yo, you go do what this person does and you do it better. Um, or, you know, follow, but be at your own comfort level. You know, just, you want to be able to, I want to be able to tell everyone that you can, you know, you can be on whatever level you want. And like, once you start on that level of like following someone's path and you realize that you can do it better, but you can start wherever. And there's a road for you and a path for you. So don't think that just because someone asked something that you can't have that too. You know? I agree. You know? You're preaching to the choir here. Listen, I'm, that's why I was like, nobody's going to put me in freestyle. I'm never going to be on crusty. So what I do, started my own, or first I'm like, people aren't going to put me in shows, so I started my own company. Then I was like, they're not going to put me in videos, so I started my own videos. You know, and now I'm booking my own comedy shows. I'm going around to all the bars and everything around me to try to book the shows because I know that I can at least carry a small load in the show. But if I, if I like do the heavy lifting of booking the shows, finding the venues, bringing the PA system, 
then I'll get, you know, I'll get work. One man band show. Yeah, trying. Trying to make it happen, you know? I was too when I was younger when I started that, you know, Moto Adventures. Like, when I was young, I wanted, like, you want to be famous, you want people to see your life, and blah, blah. And, like, no one's, I'm from Winnipeg. Who's going to give, I don't live in LA. No one's going to care what I do, but I think what I do is cool. And I want to show other people. So I, like, did my own stuff. Film my own videos. I edit my own stuff. No one's gonna give it to me then. And people hate on it for a while, right? They're like, "Oh, you're just, you know." People don't like the initial hustle. And as soon as you maybe accomplish anything, then they're like, "Jump on your bandwagon." Cool, whatever. Well, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who in the in your infancy, when you very first made videos and started doing stuff, who were the people that saw it? The people that already knew you. So you're like reinventing yourself. So, so like those people knew you as like Amy from school or whatever. You know what I mean? So now you're trying to go down this different path and they're like, no, that's not you. You know, but who are they to dictate well, that? Well, the thing is, it was very much me. So that, that's the thing. Like I, I've always tried to be always me. Like, and I was definitely. And I will never go back and look at all those videos and know like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I never like sugarcoat nothing. I was... I might have like made sure I didn't have a double chin when I did a video, but ultimately <laughs> the legitimateness, like who I was, that's what I felt like I wanted to put out there. And like, I actually did an interview recently where, um, and I said that like, maybe I didn't know that now, then, but I know it now, like people hated on it because you are willing to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. And we got a little bit of notoriety, got like millions of views on some videos. People flew us around the film. Like it's, ridiculous that a video on YouTube, yes, of course it is. We were, our very first video, we were chasing ducks at a duck pond. And then people picked it up because of two chicks. They liked it. It was funny and weird and girls and dirt bikes. The fact that you can be from a small town and maybe get somewhere and maybe other people aren't, right? They're going to in, instantly kind of like hate on it. Because and like now I can understand like, yes, it was dumb. Yes, we didn't do anything really insignificant, like, you know, significance and got somewhere with it. But why are you to hate on someone else when, you know, it should be a motivational thing for your life? You know, good for them for whatever they did. But. I feel like so you already know this. Negativity as a roadblock. They're like, yes. oh my God, there's so much hate. People don't like what I did. And in this interview, I said, and like, I didn't know it then. It was, I had this idea to make a, it was a much bigger thing than just two chicks rolling around on dirt bikes. I wanted to show that you could be yourself and accept girls doing, you know, in a male dominated industry. And it was this platform for like self-acceptance, being your weird, wild, crazy little self. And it took off. And now I have girls even to this day who tell me that like, they I watch your videos. You maybe want to buy a dirt bike and go around with my friends. Badass. It sucks it took so long for people to understand until you get any type of notoriety to listen to what you're saying, but that's what it is. You know, like, if you have something you want to say, like, keep plugging at it until you are hurt. Well, you know? here's was my point on that, is that the people that you know from school or whatever don't want to give you that because you're just the person from school. You guys are peers. Unfortunately, life is where you're at in the level in life compared to the other people when you meet. 
So like if you're in a position of power, they will always see you as kind of that. But so if you're a peer when you're young, they're going to see you as that. You didn't start to really get notoriety until other people that didn't know you prior to started to react to your stuff. I mean, because I did the same thing. I did tons of videos and stuff like that. And people that I went to school with, I think my area is even extra like stuck up about that stuff. They don't want to give you any type of like credit. You know, so it was until other people, younger people that saw us online and they're like, oh, you know, same thing. We, I've met people or I've talked to people since, you know, 10 years after those videos that were like, same thing. I used to go home and watch your videos every day after high school and get all pumped up to go and ride and stuff. And it's like Garrett Alf is one, like dude's badass, badass people, Eric Ruiz. I ran into him in Mexico City. He just started naming names in the videos. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it finally dawned on me. And then, like, that dude rode X-Fighters. You know, like, people that ended up being good were telling me that I kind of influenced them in any way. Like, blew my mind. Yeah. Me and my friends drove, like, across the country to stalk you a couple times. And then we didn't go to X-Fighters. But we we're still here, Clint. <laughs> that was hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the like moral of um, you know even to have that ability like dude you, I could get into a whole like another hours and hours of what people's perspectives on everything like it's almost like year to year every year it was a little bit something different like what what I had to deal with but it's not dealing with it because it's a part of it's part of it I've accepted it's not I had to deal with it but like, like the haters I knew that that was going to be something I was going to have to endure because there was something much bigger I wanted to do with this all it wasn't like oh I want to get like famous or whatever I'm like I think that I could be real for people and show like a hard grind and be very um genuine and hopefully like you know people could feel like they could do it too and that is it that is as simple as it is I don't want to think of anything more, but yes, of course, I wanted to be somebody people knew so I could leave an impact. And I maybe have formulated that along the way that like, I just want people to look out for me, look up to me because I went through a lot of crap and it made me a better person. And everybody who is going through crap, it can make you a better person. And I, I never want, you know, them to, allow the hardships of life shape them into a negative pessimist, you know, someone who doesn't live up to their full potential because if I endured it, they can endure it too. It'd be awesome. You know, I just, I just think that with great power, I'm so referencing Spider-Man with great, great power comes great responsibility. We are blessed to have a voice and that people listen to it. I never want to take advantage of it. I want to do as good as I can because I'm so grateful, man. Like, I'm so grateful for this. And as much as I can give back to everybody else, that is my goal, you know. Yeah, it's getting super deep. I don't want to be really, like, very... <laughs> it's all like, good. Yeah, it's like, it's good. so cool. Like, I just, like, have this, like, humbling experience. I like, shit. I've never thought anyone would call me a celebrity. And in fact, I was just a nurse at a hospital, but it's like... You know, really? like, you know, it's just like, how do I still have so many bills to pay? I do so much stuff wrong. Like, you know, 
That's the thing. Yeah. People think celebrity because people are famous or whatever that all their shit's taken care of, you know? And it's like everything doesn't go hand in hand, you know? And uh, I tell people I'm retired from freestyle and they're like, you're retired? And I'm like, yeah, not like I don't have to do anything. Like, I just, I just don't <laughs> ride freestyle yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, settle down. Genuine, like, like, I just think the coolest thing is when people, like, downplay their, like, how, you know, cool they may be, you know? If you just, like, I just find uh, a lot of, like, I respect a lot of people who just stay real, you know? Like, I know that you got bills to pay. I know you got the same issues I'm dealing with. Like, you know, if you don't live in a building, I drive a Danger Ranger that my tires are bald and my window doesn't roll up all the way, but I live on my life. I'm happy and fortunate. Like, yeah, yeah I'm the best job in the world. Like, yo, we're all normal. Like, just don't get ahead of yourself. That will make you way cooler. People will, y'all, then you'll have longevity. I'll be able to do this a lot longer, you know, because you can relate. I think you have a really good, um, I think you have a really good thing going, and I think you have a really good outlook on it. And I have no doubt that you will not squander all this stuff and you'll keep your wits about you at this point. And you know, if I ever get off the line, let me know. And that's the thing. Like, listen, I, I don't know you well enough to tell you shit. So I'm not certainly going to call you and be I'm like, so, uh, <laughs> first impressions mean a lot. Like, and like, I still don't really know what to do and like how to say, like, I, you know, I, I'm still figuring it out. Like, I want to, I accept criticism. I always want to be better. I don't know what I'm doing, you guys. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Not for people you don't know, though. Here's the thing. People, you want criticism, and so do I, but I want it from people I respect. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you don't know somebody that well, no matter what, you just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how, um, like, a lot of people go back in the day, like, you know, so many years. I used to get so much negativity. And then the last couple of years, like, I don't anymore. It's, I'm very, like, happy to see that people don't say negative stuff on my Instagram posts anymore. And I thank God, because I have to, like, monitor it all the time. But, get you know, it makes me feel like I'm maybe doing something right. And you don't know. You have no idea. You can only get your feedback from everybody else. And, uh, and yeah, I just, like, I don't know what that means. Just maybe Those the moral history is what I'm doing. I try to do right, and hopefully I leave a, a impactful message. And if I'm not doing right by someone, guess what? I'm human. I'm trying my best. And don't be an internet warrior, you know? Those were, hey, those were people unhappy with their own lives trying to project it on you. And but it's okay because I got thick skin, and I can take it, and hopefully I can yeah. change their opinion about that. And so, then you can do comedy. I'll love you. I'll just love you for all your hate and then change you. You know what I mean? Bring it. So then you can do comedy. Let's go. Oh, God. That's all you know. As I'm trying to look at the comments, because right now we got 24 comments on this video. And... Does anyone you... say... Does anyone hashtag inspired or inspirational? Uh... No. No. Austin Drummond got to scoot over. She's not in the center of the video. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling me right now. Okay. <laughs> I want to get the kids. Look at all the comments. It's driving me. 24 comments and I can only see four of them. And they're all just mad they're about they can't see Amy. Like, 
Sorry to the rude comments. Pharrell's here. Pharrell? Jarrell, uh, oh. you did? It's not Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. No, Pharrell, Pharrell watches been... this podcast. Jarrell says sick shirt, Clint. Yeah, I got my mm-hmm. fucking NFG shirt on. Has she backflipped, Danny D. Wayne says. Yeah, into a full pit on a pit bike and when I did it on a two-stroke guy. You what, got stuck? You know what? I did it on a pit bike, okay? Did, what happened on the two-stroke? Did you get stuck? Uh, well, yeah, I don't, like, I've never ridden a two-stroke before then, so I... Yeah. I didn't come in as hard. I tried to, you know, throttle, when it out, throttle out. Well, that's not the case. It didn't pull as hard? It didn't... Uh, no, like, I mean, like, you could come up super slow on a, on a four-stroke and pull you over, eh? Like, I, and I've never ridden a two-stroke before I rode uh, Lindsay, so. But whatever, it was fun. I did it on a pit bike. Yeah, you got to get rolling and then get it right before the power band, like, where the power band just starts to engage, and then roll through the ramp with the power band. Well, I ride four-strokes. I, I know, I'm just it. saying. That, like, that's all I'm going to do. I know. Simple. And you gotta be good with the clutch. Uh uh-uh. I you know how many clutches I go through even on my four stroke? Dude, if you rode have you ever ridden a one twenty five? Oh yeah, I love a one twenty five, but I had like a oh two thousand an 03 YZ two fifty two stroke black bedding, which I saw on the internet. I hated that thing. What? I every single corner, I would like boulder air off every jump. Because I I Could it go Yeah. Well, it was an 03. It was terrible. When I got what are you talking sick. about? Listen, hey. Wow. First off, first off, the motor is still on a 2000-whatever. 18 is exactly the same as it's been since 01. And most of my freestyle career was on that exact Yamaha. <laughs> no. I also saw a play almost I almost died on a 2007 um, YZ 250 twice. Same one. Cut out on me. Well, I'm going to talk about that story, but no, well, I mean, the, from my 03 to 06, like, huge difference on the two stroke. But um, there's a Cardi B song, at, I like it like that, and I made this like freestyle, I made like a remix to it, and it goes, I can't believe I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to play the song for you guys. Um, I thought it was super funny. I don't care. You guys can judge me as much as you'd like. We already are. (laughs) You guys are getting, like, the most... (laughs) Are we getting the raw shit right now? Um, I like it. Are you playing it right now? Yeah, because I got to, like, know the song to be able to do that. Because it has to do two strokes, okay? I can't believe I'm going to do this right now. Yeah. Are you gonna perform it for us? You could totally yeah, do um, comedy. What are you talking about? If you're about to sing this. You ready? Yes. Is Cardi B? Yeah. Hold it up to your mic. Well, I got my part. YouTube's like shutting us down. <laughs> I like Texas from my exes when they want a second chance. I like and love passing their boyfriends. I didn't want to see. You missed the lyric. 
That's how we roll. But thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, being real and cool. I'm going to try and bring, a, um, I'll probably bring like the GoPro or something to Newark and we'll um, do like an interview there or something. I know you yeah. can't do it in the hotel or whatever. Well, I'll make sure you guys have the VIP treatment. You guys have the best experience. Bring all your friends and their kids, and yeah, I'll be a good old time. I'm also jam. Promise. Word up. I'm bringing all right. You make sure you do this all so. I We'll have to talk about some merch so we can represent. You got it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Later. Adios. Bye. Later, everyone. Thank you for watching the podcast, yo. Just hang up already. She's like... <laughs> Being all Canadian about it. Peace out. Where did the.